expansion no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and your loving kindness. We give you all the adoration and all the praise. We have gathered at your feet to hear your word. Father, we are nothing without your word. Because your word gives us inspiration. It is your word we have that we live and move. And even have you and have our being. It is by your word that we have hope for the future. It is by your word that we can run through our troops and leap over our wall. It is by your word, O God, that we are who we are. We thank you because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. It is by the word that, Lord, we were liberated and sanctified. We thank you for this morning, even as we come to hear your word. May you inspire us by your word. May you heal us by your word. May you touch us by your word. May our life never, ever be the same again. Even as we hear your word this morning, in the mighty name of Jesus, we call it done. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Romans chapter number 4. I'm reading from the verse number 13 to the verses number 25. It's a long scripture, but it's a scripture that actually echoes and brings to home the encounter of God with Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter number 12. God met with Abraham after his father died on the way when they were going to the land of Canaan and they settled in Haran God appeared to him that the journey is not completed he needs to be able to complete the journey so God spoke to him and asked him to leave his father's house and his kindred and go to a land that he will show him but with all the departure God gave him a promise of a son that he is going to bless him with a child that out of that child he will be a blessing to the whole world. God showed him so many signs and proofs whilst he was waiting to confirm and to establish that no matter what happens, he's going to fulfill that promise concerning his life. At one point when he was even doubting, he brought him out of his tent and asked him to lift up his eyes into the skies and asked him to count the stars if he can number them. And also he showed him the sand of the earth to see whether he can count any of them. When he was not able to do, he told him that that is how sure his word to him is. That once he has promised, he's going to keep it and he's going to fulfill it. Abraham stayed on, believed on, pushed through. And then after 25 years of waiting on the promise, God eventually gave him that miracle son called Isaac. Can I hear an amen? But the New Testament gave us a narrative or a story pattern of what took place. But Paul, writing the book of Romans with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, was able to bring home what actually took place behind the scenes when God was dealing with Abraham in anticipation or in waiting for the promised child. So follow me closely. Romans chapter 4 speaks more of this, but I'm taking the verse 13 going. So follow me as I share with you. He said, for the promise that he would be the heir of the world 
was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are his, faith is made void, and the promise made of no effect, because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed that is God, who gives life to the dead and called those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he may become the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him but also for us it shall be imputed to us who believed in him who raised up jesus our lord from the dead who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification amen the good thing about this story or this word is that whatever that took place in the life of Abraham, the writer is saying that it is not only to Abraham, but it is to us also as the believers or people who have believed in Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. This morning, I'm speaking to you on a message of title, Hope Against Hope. Tell somebody, Hope Against Hope. Tell another person, Hope Against Hope. When we say hope, hope can be described as the general feeling that some desire will be fulfilled. Some desire will be fulfilled. Or you live in anticipation that your dream or what you believe in will come to pass. One of the challenging things of life is for you not to have hope. Because the very day you lose your hope, then you should be heading towards hope. You will die. Because it is your hope that gives you life. It is your hope that inspires you and motivates you a life without hope is not a fulfilled life it's a frustrated life and hope is to be optimistic no matter what irrespective of the situations or circumstances you may find yourself if you can keep holding on to the hope you have you will surely sail through every challenge there is no life that is smooth every life will present itself with challenges and every life will come with its own storms, problems, what have you. It is important for us to know that there are two greatest obstacles for people to overcome in life. And these are failure and fatigue. Failure in the sense that we all have good plans for our life. Nobody starts life and says that I want to start life to fail. Everybody that starts life has an idea or has a hope that my life will become better. You set on on a journey of life, put everything together, maybe go to school, plan your career, 
everything in place, age when you want to marry, what you want to be, what you want to achieve. You have all these things in place. But along the way, you will realize that the plans you have, something might happen to it that it doesn't work the way you expected it to work. You might fail somewhere, maybe in academia. You might even fail an exam, so you fail a paper. Yet you have planned for that paper. You have studied for it, but you failed. Will you give up? No, you still have to persist. You planned that you want to have this business. Your business plan was accurate. You were sailing through all of a sudden from nowhere because problems will not announce that they are coming, but they will come. All of a sudden, it hits your boat and your business begins to go on a, a, a roller skater, turning around. Will you give up? You just have to persist and persevere to sail through. Fatigue in the sense that you would have life planned for yourself. You enter maybe into a workplace or a job with excitement to go and work. You never expected that the workload would be too much. Now you begin having more work, more work. Your sleeping time becomes a challenge. And every time you wake up tired, just like me preaching here, amen. (laughs) And you never anticipate that you will go through some challenges on the way. If you don't take time, you get tired and you might even think of quitting. There are a lot of people who have resigned from their job and from their work because they cannot stand the pressure of the work. But there is no life without pressure. Tell somebody there is no life without pressure. And there is no life without challenge. It is said that it is tired men who rules the world. Because everyone you see that is doing something for humanity or for society or for God and for everything, they are always tired. Because you always have so many things to do. In your hope, you have perseverance. Because Abraham has to persevere. If there is no hope for him, he cannot persevere. And it is said in a Japanese proverb that you will fall seven times. He said, but the eighth time, rise up. In other words, no matter what you face in life, whether you fail or you are fatigued or you mess up, the most important thing for you, it's not what you went through, but what you did with what you went through. You see, what you did with what you went through is more important than what you have gone through. Most times, we stop at the bus stop of what we have gone through. And we allow what we have gone through to hunt us or to destroy us. But ladies and gentlemen, the most important thing for your life is for you to know that life will not provide you a smooth ride. So no matter what you face, just believe God, you will rise up again. So Bible says the righteous will fall seven times and seven times he will rise up again. God in his own wisdom has already factored the spirit of bouncing back in our life. Can tell somebody I will bounce back. Tell the person I will bounce back. One philosopher or a person, Mike, Mary Mickford said, if you have made mistakes, even serious ones, there is always another chance for you. What we call failure is not the falling down, but the staying down. What it simply means that when you looked at Abraham's life, which very soon I'm going to the scriptures for us to look at it, Abraham, whilst he was waiting, though he has hope, by the persistent pressure of the wife, he made a mistake. He went in and slept with Agar and gave birth to Ishmael. We are still dealing with the Ishmaelite challenge all over the world. But it was not his desire but he has to go in for it. It was a mistake for him. 
But he didn't allow that challenge to stop him from still believing in the promises of God for his life. You might maybe start well with God. Along the line, you might even falter or you, you fall. There are people that say that, well, I knew God when I was growing up. I was in Sunday school. I was even singing in the church choir. But now, there is no now. Yes, now you are not in it. But the Lord is still calling you back to your first love. It doesn't matter what happened to you on the way. It doesn't matter how pressured you became with the curse of the world. Still God believes that he has sown a seed in your life and you can still come back and connect to him. So don't stay in there. Believe God to come up again because the Lord needs you to arise. Can I hear an amen? amen? Now let's look at the word of God as I shared. He said for the promise that it would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or is still through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. It is by the righteousness of faith which God promised Abraham to be able to inherit. In other words, promise simply is telling us that this is not something that Abraham went for, but it is something that God himself told him. All of us, as we are listening to me, God has a promise with you. And God has said something concerning your life. If you don't even have not received any promise from God, just sit down and lift up your eyes into the heavens. You see the skies. See the earth you are walking on. It is solid. Check the vehicles and the things that are there. And that should tell you that something, somebody was behind the scenes. And he did all those things. Look at the amazing thing of the sea. And everything that goes on. You sit in the flight. You fly in midair, And you believe in what the pilot tells you. That we are flying at maybe 35,000 feet above sea level. And you will still believe. And you are sitting there. And you sometimes cross your legs. Read your newspaper or whatever. Or go to sleep. And you believe you will be there. Have you found out? Yes, we can say it's the law of aerodynamics, which has defied the law of gravity. But the truth is that who created the law of gravity and the law of aerodynamics? And who sustains that airplane in the mid-air? It is not any spirit. It is God, the creator. Because he created all things. So I suggest to you that there is God behind the scenes. And he's the one that sustains us and keeps us. And that alone should encourage you to know that whatever God has said to your life will come to pass will come to pass the lord is not god god is not a man that he will fail neither the son of man that he will disappoint you as he said it and will he not do it god always speaks and god honors his word can i hear an amen Amen. can i hear an amen Amen. so your promise is sure and your promise have to stand you don't give up on your promise anytime you give out on your promise you cannot get to your destination abraham was faced with three challenges out of this scripture. One, the first challenge Abraham faced was the challenge of the face of season. Say the face of season. Say the face of season. God gave him this promise, but the promise was tied to time. When God told him that move from your father's house in Genesis 12, which is re-echoed in Romans chapter 4, when he moved out, he was 75 years old. And Sarah was also old as well. When they moved out, they were in anticipation that within a certain period, God should give them that child. But ladies and gentlemen, for a long period, they were waiting and this child was not coming. Yet God continued speaking to him and continued encouraging him. There is a season in their life that if they don't get it done, they think it will not be done. For instance, you are born and you are growing. You begin hitting the age of our 35. 
You are believing God to marry. Still nobody is coming. You are hitting the age of 39 and nobody is coming. You know that your biological clock is ticking. The challenge you start having is that everybody is asking, when are you marrying? And for African society and culture, everybody will ask you a question, even if you have not asked them to ask you. Amen. It's not a choice. It's by force. And, and you, you are under pressure to hear something that somebody will come and nobody comes. Not even a mosquito passes by you. To even say, I love you. You will be under pressure. Because you realize that your mates, your friends, everybody around you is moving on. But yet you are somewhere, you are not going. Or you've completed education, you have your certificate. You know you are better, you can do better with work. But you have come everywhere seeking for a job and you are not getting. Even those you taught in class have job to do. By you, you are struggling. As if you are cursed. You have prayed all the prayer in the world. You have fasted all the fastest. You have done everything you need to do. God still continues assuring you, but you are still not seeing the fulfillment of what you have believed in. Will you still continue to believe or you give up? Your season is going. You meet people, they ask you, Charlie, what is going on? How far? You say, still, I'm believing God. They can even insult you and laugh at you. Because there is a season that you believe that this is the time, the moment for me to grab and to take opportunity. But yet, that moment is passing you by. And each time you are under pressure and you are under stress. Abraham came to that session. Abraham came to that stage with Sarah. They were believing God, but yet they see themselves growing. And still God says, I will do it. But the thing is that, when are you doing it, God? This morning you are listening to me under the sound of my voice. Maybe there is something you have believed God for. There is something you are anticipating, you are looking for. Either in your life, or your business, or your marriage, or your career. But you see that the time is going. The seasons are changing. Many are moving on. But still you are not moving on. I am here to announce to you, just believe in God. Keep your hope alive. Because very soon you shall enter into that season. You shall enter into that place. Listen to me. God cannot be stopped by seasons and times. Because he's the creator of the season and the creator of the time. He determines what season. Whether it's winter. Whether it is summer. Whether it is autumn. Whether it is spring. Whether it is a hamatan. Or whether it's a dry season. He determines the season. If you watch it, the, the, the predictions will come from the, uh, what do you call it? The meteorological service department tell you that the weather is going to be this way and we are going to experience that weather or we are going to experience this rain pattern. But you realize that sometimes their predictions doesn't come to pass because they are not the one that controls the seasons at the time. So I am here to announce to somebody, don't give up hope for man will do it but God can change the season. It doesn't matter how late you think you are in life. God can change the season for you and you enter into your season. Can I suggest to you, Jesus entered into the place in the Canaan wedding and the wine that was used to serve got finished. And in their days, culturally, when you are serving wine and it gets finished, the master of ceremonies head will be on the line. And it was a serious offense also for you to, to get the wines finished when the ceremony is done over. Because in that part of the world, they have weddings for days. Not the wedding we have shot, but they have weddings for days. So you come and for weeks and for days, you are just having merrymaking, drinking and partying after the wedding has taken place. Are you there with me? And the drink got finished. It is a symbolic presented that it is a, a curse upon the, the bridegroom. So it's a challenge. And Jesus' mother went to Jesus and told him, he said, son, this is what is happening. So do something about the issue. And Jesus said, a woman, what do I have to do with you? 
My time has not yet come. In other words, the season for me to perform this miracle is not yet. I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody here. But the mother was not troubled whether the season is yet or not. Because the mother have a secret. You see, but it is only your mother who knows who your father is. Oh, come on. Am I talking to somebody here? Man doesn't know who their real son is. It's the mother alone that can tell you who really your son is. So they have the secret. That is why they have the womb to carry a baby. So if you're a man, you have to respect a woman. Can you give a clap of free for the women here, somebody? They form the life and shape the life. We give the seed, but they keep the seed. And he, she knew something that the father didn't know. Because why? She had an encounter with the angel. And the angel told her that that which you are going to carry is not an ordinary child. So it is not your man, but it is me who is going to overshadow you. So the seed you are carrying is a holy seed. And it shall be great and will deliver his people. So I am not talking to you about an ordinary thing. I'm talking to you about a child that is unique. And he said that child, it will also be Emmanuel because it's God with us. So it is God himself that is as we come to be a flesh in your womb. So Mary had a revelation that nobody else have. So when Mary heard from Jesus, what Mary said to himself that you think I don't know you. I know you are God. You control seasons and times. Whether it is not time for them, you can change the time for them. I am I talking to somebody here. So when she left the people, she only went to the attendant and said, listen, whatever this man tells you to do, you do it. In other words, I don't need to argue with him on the issue. I know he can fix it even if it's impossible. Am I talking to somebody here? So he said, whatever he tells you, do it. And Jesus, though it was not time, now asked them to fill the barrel with water. Ordinary water. Then he entered into the season and the time that when it is not ready and pulled from the time which is the future and brought it into the present and turned that water into wine. Am I talking to somebody here? I am here to announce to you, Bible said with God, all things are possible. Don't allow situation to put pressure on you. Don't allow men to put pressure on you. Don't allow luck to put pressure on you. Don't allow economy to put pressure on you. Just have your hope and believe because the Lord will surely do it. The Lord will surely do it. God has never been late. God has never been late. Lazarus in the book of John chapter 11. Bible says, and I like the description of the Bible. It says, Lazarus, who is a friend of Jesus, the brother of Mary, who anointed the feet of Christ, was sick, and they sent to tell Jesus. And Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death. Listen to me, if you send that urgent message to pastor, I eat in your house. And for your information, that is the house Jesus eats in. He sleeps there with whenever he's going to Jerusalem. And you send a message to pastor and pastor did not turn up. And not coming urgently. But I said this sickness is done to death. And you have seen him healing many. Raising many. Doing miracles. But yet the man was not coming. Waited. You died. Four solid days. Not one day. Not two days. Not three days. But four days. Now, when the situation has gone worse and has gone to bad and everything is gone, that there is no more hope, 
Then now he rises and comes to you and said he's coming to sympathize with you. Will you even look at his face? You see, sometimes we read the Mary and the Martha's account and we think they were speaking faith. No, what they were saying was a sarcastic statement. In other words, Lord, if you have been here earlier, our brother would not have died. In other words, Lord, you were eating in our house. I anointed your feet. We were providing for you. When we told you we were sick, you didn't pass by. You claimed Lazarus was your friend, but you didn't attend to him. Now he's dead. And we saw you raising the dead, healing people. You didn't even come the first day. You have waited for the night. He's thinking you have come to show your face and you are trying to ask me something. But listen, in the midst of all this, God was not troubled. Because he knows that he even caused the dead things to come alive. Am I talking to somebody here? I prophesy over your life this morning. Anything that is dead in your life will come back alive. Anything that is challenging in your life will come back alive. The Lord himself will watch over his way to perform. Concerning your destiny, concerning your situation, concerning what you are going through. Listen to me, you will not be disgraced and you will not be put to shame. The enemy might try it, but Lord shall change it. They shall gather together, but not of me, says the Lord. For when they gather, they shall be scattered. I am here to announce to you. I believe in God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my spirit, with all my soul that God is able to change seasons and times and he's able to lift somebody from the ashes and place him upon the hills. He is God and he can do anything at any time and nothing can stop Nothing can stop him. Nothing. Jesus did not appear in the face of the season of when Lazarus was ill, but he appeared in the face of the season when Lazarus was dead. Four days, he said, if only you believe, I am I'm the resurrection and the life. So it is possible. Mary said, we know at the end of the resurrection, he will arise. He said, no, I am not talking about the future. I am talking about now. I am here to tell somebody. I am not telling you about the future. I am telling you about the now. Every dream you have is possible. Your business is possible. Your marriage is possible. Your healing is possible. Your breakthrough is possible. Your child is possible. Your breakthrough is possible. That which you are believing God is possible. Ghana, it is possible for us to break through. Shall I hear you? Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you, I know.